This is episode number 105 of the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, myself and Chris Bellamy talked with Brian and Katie Torwell about their new album that just came out a few days ago. If you haven't checked it out, you really want to. We have a worship review, which is linked to the show notes for this episode. But there's just some fantastic stuff in this episode. So here we go with episode number 105 of the Church Collective Podcast. Okay, so this uh, new project, Champion, uh, we're really excited about, but it's been a journey for us. It, yeah. This album has taken the longest to write for out of any of our albums, and it it kind of came out of our community going through kind of some ups and downs mm-hmm. and had some losses and had some victories. And Katie really was going through a season of kind of yeah. struggling with fear and anxiety, and she just tells the story of even being in our room and yeah yeah i it had been um it had been just like brian said a, a pretty intense season just that we walked through with some of our friends and then even in our own life just having some disappointments and anyway i did struggle i was struggling a lot with um just with a lot of fear and anxiety i mean there's so many people out there in that boat right now and so i was i remember just being in our room and asking god you know Lord, please just give me grace. Give me the strength that I need to fight this battle and to just, you know, stop believing these lies and to come out from under this. And I remember so clearly God just being like, this has never been your fight. This has never been your battle. And and you should be resting in my victory. You should be resting in in me. And um, so that's kind of where that song came from in the first place. And then we didn't even think about having that as the title track, honestly, until late, much, much later on. And we realized, actually, there's so many songs around this idea of our victory through Christ, through His death and resurrection, through the blood of Jesus, and um, that overcoming. There's a lot of there's a lot of lyrics throughout this record about about that. And so we were like, this feels right. And then now, I think. Um, since we decided on that, that's actually been a while too, because this has been, yeah, a three-year process of making this record. And hmm. now even we feel like where where we are right now in our generation in the world, even more so we need to be declaring the goodness of God, that there's hope in, in what He did on the cross and that He's in control, I guess, basically. And so that's where we feel like this record is centered around. And um, there's a lot of a, a lot of that theme throughout this. Sure. Yeah. yeah, we're excited. That's cool. So could you guys speak a little bit? How did you end up getting connected with Jesus culture and what's that all look like for you guys? Yeah. Yeah. Our connection with Jesus culture really is through relationship. Um, mm-hmm. We, we, Katie and I actually met in 2006 at a worship school in Redding, California at Bethel Church. They had a worship school in the summer and then she ended up doing a whole ministry school there for a few years. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, uh, Kim Walker-Smith was on staff in the worship department and kind of they just became friends. And a few years later, um, me and Katie had gotten married and we were uh, on staff at a small church in, in Fresno, Fresno, California. Actually, not too far yeah, from Yeah, not that far from Modesto. And, sure. and we started writing and we just felt um, kind of over time we like we wanted to make a record and and it was really through just that relationship that mm-hmm. they kind of believed in us and poured into us yeah. and kind of welcomed us in to be a part of the team and and that relationship is now we've ended up moving to Sacramento to be a part of the Jesus Culture Church plant and yeah we love it so it's for us it's been amazing because it's yeah. really been about people believing in us and 
um, you know, pushing us to go after our dreams. Yep. Sure. Yep. How would you say like your guys's team songwriting approach has like, like, have you fostered that? How, How does that, what does that look like for you guys? Yeah. Well, within me and Brian, uh, we've written in the past, our last records actually, um, that we've released under our name have been just a co-write between the two of us. But even within the last couple years, Jesus Culture as a whole, we've tried to start writing much more together. And so the latest record that Jesus Culture put out, that was a very like collaborative um, project that we that we all had. And so it's been really cool, even being in proximity to one another, you know, here in Sacramento, almost all of us live here, has really made a difference for us, just getting to spend time together and working on these projects. And um, for this record, me and Brian actually got the opportunity to write with a whole bunch of different people. This is our first time really doing co-writes outside of our community. Mm. And it has been nothing but a fabulous experience. We've been so thankful to have the opportunity to write with um a lot of different people a lot of these songs you know have have little parts of some of our heroes in them really mm-hmm. and so that has been a really good growing experience for us we've learned how other people write and how other people come up with themes and hear from the lord and so it's just been really cool yeah it's cool yeah hey um can you guys hear me yeah yeah, yeah. okay good um, is there a particular song on the, the new record that you're hoping that would really connect with, um, the church? Like, like, is there a song that you would recommend, um, for churches to really, uh, be able to sing on Sunday corporately? Yeah, I, I honestly, we're, when we've written this album, we really had the church in mind, uh, uh, the idea to have songs. We're still worship leaders at our local church. We, we lead there quite a bit. And so, the idea to have songs that are congregational, that are corporate, mm-hmm. is always something that we're thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've had the privilege of leading almost all of these at our local church throughout the process, throughout the writing process. We love to test mm-hmm. them out and just see how they go. Um, the title track, Champion, has really hit home with our mm-hmm. community. Um, we've led it a lot at our local church. And it for us, it's just a declaration that we need and love singing over and over again mm-hmm. the other one that we we actually was originally on the latest jesus culture record um that we put again on this a studio version is a song called god with us mm. um and for us that is it's a really personal song mm-hmm. but it is a very corporate and community song yeah. and so again it's a, it's a declaration that's really simple but that we yeah. really love singing in it and in the moments that we've had the opportunity to lead it yeah. in groups and communities. It's, it's always felt really powerful. Yeah. We actually were just on a tour, um, through the States and just a few weeks ago, and we got to be in a whole bunch of different cities, but one of the stops was in Orlando and we got to lead that song, God with us. And it took on a whole new life for us, I guess, basically to say that, um, we stopped singing. There was a point in the night that we we weren't even singing, and people were just singing that out, declaring that, and it was really powerful. I felt like it it breathes like a whole new life. It felt like it had a, a whole new meaning for us singing that there, and so I feel like hopefully singing, um, seeing churches lead that in their community. I think that could be really cool. But you know, we never know. We never know. I think it just totally depends on. Uh, the churches and the cities and what people connect to. I, we always, as worship leaders, we want to sing the songs. We want to lead the songs that, that move us and that we're connected to. And so whatever that is for, for other leaders, um, 
I hope that that's what they're choosing to lead in their sets too. Sure. We asked um, some of our community, like if they had any questions for you and kind of going on the touring thing, one, one guy asked, um, how do you guys stay grounded in your faith and even your relationship with each other as you're like Mm -hmm. touring and doing all that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are really lucky because we get to travel together as a married Mm -hmm. couple. And Mm -hmm. so we always have, um, each other, you know, it's not any different from being home outside of the fact that we're really busy and, and leading worship, but we always have, you know, if I'm feeling weird or just anxious or anything, Katie can see that in me and call that out and vice mm-hmm. versa. And we like to travel with the team and with the mm-hmm. community and it, yeah. it is a really big deal. Um, and so all, all the guys that travel with us, we've known for a long time and mm-hmm. they have wives and kids at home. And so we're really aware of the sacrifice that it is to, to travel. And, and so we really get to, to do that as a team. And I think mm-hmm. um, just calling out the gold in each other and encouraging each other along the way. Mm-hmm. And we have we get to have these amazing experiences of leading worship in these cities and communities night after night. And mm-hmm. so just continually encountering God um, together with, with new people each night is so encouraging and amazing. It's a humbling experience, too, to see what God's doing throughout the world. I mean, you can get so wrapped up in, in your city or in your church and your small world and what you see in front of you. But when you go out to other countries or other states, even within the United States, you know, you you can see how God is moving so powerfully throughout the world right now. And it is, I mean, that keeps you, I think that keeps you encouraged. It keeps you full of hope. And then, like Brian said, seeing that, going out as a family um, on a tour, you know, as a Jesus culture family, as a, as a church family, that has been really, really vital for us too. So. How did you, um, how did you record this, this record? Was it live in the studio or? Uh, it was in, it was a studio album. Actually me and Brian have all our records are studio records. And that's something that when we first made, when we made our very first record here on earth, um, we talked about, are we going to be able to get this, this worship feel, this live worship feel, but still have that studio element there. Hmm. And it's something that we're really passionate about doing is hopefully, hopefully making it feel very um, accessible to people, but also we love the studio. We feel like it draws out so much creativity out of us doing stuff in the studio. We would love to make a live record someday also. And we do that with Jesus culture a lot, but um, this, this record once again was fully recorded in the studio. There is one track on the, on the album um, that we brought in a full gospel choir and everything was tracked in one room live. So, and it was, it's a very raw, it's a very raw, like moment, moment and yeah. track. And we loved having that in there. And I don't know, we're very experimental. I don't think there's one right way at all. We've just chosen this way sure. for the last few records to, um, to put these songs out. And so, yeah, we feel like we hope that we captured something that feels live, but also has, I don't know, a lot of, a lot of layers and a lot of elements to it. Sure. What is that? Like how, um, I guess how developed are your songs before you go into the studio? Like, obviously there's a lot of room to do stuff. You mentioned there's a lot of creativity that comes out of that. What can you talk to that process a little bit? Yeah, we work really hard with, um, our producer and, um, Technology has advanced so much in the last while that we have the ability with programs like Reason and Logic and all these sounds that are there that we can really experiment with sounds and feels and drum grooves and all that kind of stuff before we ever get into the studio. So we definitely 
went in really prepared. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of, like, honestly, months of going back and forth of kind of just experimenting with the sound so that we could um, trim the studio time down. So we had a pretty clear vision of most of the songs mm-hmm. um, before we ever went into the studio. There is the occasional but, track, though, that, I mean, there's a, there is a track on this record that we had the demos done, we had the band in, even some of the instruments tracked, and we ended up changing all the lyrics and all the verses and all the melody and all the verses, <laughs> like, right before it was fully tracked. And so that happens sometimes, too, you know. Um, I think, though, also for people out there that are listening that are maybe haven't tracked an album, haven't made a record themselves, you know, how the songs start out, I had no idea when we first got when we first made a record that something that started out on an acoustic guitar that sounded so simple and so, you know, maybe amateur, that is how all songs start. And that is okay. Like there's nothing, nothing comes out sounding polished and mastered and mixed and tuned even, you know, before it's done on a record. And so to not, not underestimate those, that pure, just worship from your heart, that is where a lot of these songs really did come out of. Yeah. I'm sorry. Got a quiet part. <laughs> That's all right. That's all yeah. right. How much, um, just so I can make sure we like honor your time, how long do we have here? We only have about five more minutes, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, why not, maybe, like I said, our audience tends to be younger. Do you have any advice for, um, yeah, I guess let's start, somebody wants to just be a worship leader. Like, what mm-hmm. what, what would you tell them? Yeah, I, I think a big thing is, you know, obviously being connected to your community, to your local church, to your um, worship pastors and leaders, and, and being involved there and serving is a huge part mm-hmm. of our community. We both grew up just serving at our local church. Mm-hmm. And then the other side of it would be um, just worshiping at home, mm-hmm. you know, picking up an instrument and learning and spending some time in the presence of God and learning what it feels like to to um, experience God in a real way in your room on your own. And I, and I think that's such important growth as a Christian in general, but as a worship mm-hmm. leader, especially so, especially yeah. so that when you're leading people, um, it's not the only time that you're worshiping. And, and as a young worship leader and as someone that's been doing it for a few years, I think that's so vital to our mm-hmm. growth and to being able to lead people. Yeah, and, and we just really feel, too, I think something we've learned over the last couple of years even is just that history with God and and that relationship that you build, that takes time with the Lord. And so to not be discouraged in that and just, like Brian said, find Him on your own and establish that on your own. And then when you go out to lead other people, it will feel natural to take them somewhere that you've been with the Lord. And so that's something we do try to practice in our own life, no matter on the road, off the road, making an album or just in a different season of life, like we want to continue to live that out. Sure, and sure. so that's something that we always tell people, um, different people that we're speaking into their life to focus on. And the Lord will make room for you and give you a platform, you know, when, when there's, when that is the right time. Sure. What, um, what are you guys reading or listening to? What's inspiring you get lately? Um, one book that actually I just started reading, it's a pastor at Bethel church, Bill Johnson. He has a book, I can't even remember exactly exactly what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> we, we also love um, the Passion t- Translation that just came out. You know, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of the Gospels are rewritten and translated in that, um, in the Passion Translation. So we've been we've been in those, and we love just the fresh language that 
those bring to the scripture. So yeah. that's been something really cool for us. Yeah, the other book I think is called Defining Moments, I believe. And it's just stories of, of people who've had amazing impact on culture and society in their encounters with God. And mm. to me, it's just inspiring to, yeah. to read other people's stories because they're just, you know, all these people that have affected history are just regular people that experienced love God in an amazing way yeah. and loved, loved the Lord and then, and then ran with it. Cool. Where do you, uh, where do you guys see yourselves in like 20 years? <laughs> the, the, wow. That's hard. That's a, that's a hard <laughs> one. Yeah. Uh, that, that's funny. That's the question that's going to trip us up. But you know, I think, I don't think we see our life so different than we see it now. Honestly, I think we will always want to worship. We will always want to be writing songs. I think that's just a part of who we are. And I can't imagine not doing that. Um, hopefully we're, we're still part of a really healthy community and family and serving at a local church and all those things keep us really balanced and, and, and happy, honestly. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. You, you think you'll, um, you'll continue to be on the platform or will you kind of you step know, away from that? I have no idea. I, we never imagined we'd be here in the first place, to be honest. Like we, like Brian said, we were worship pastors at a small local church and, we had no expectation that this is how it was going to look in the first place. And so if this continues and there's, there's favor on this, I think we will always steward this and hope to, you know, to walk this out. But at the same time, if it doesn't look like this, I think we could be happy, happy with something else too. So cool. It's hard to say. <laughs> yeah. And final thing, our, our community is asking like how everybody that listens to this, how can our audience pray for you? Oh, that's really good. Yeah, I think one of the ways to pray for us, that's very encouraging. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. I, I think travel is a really hard thing. I think it is a privilege and it's an honor, but there's definitely sides of it that are really tiring and can, you know, be anxious and stuff like that. And so, um, and especially with all the stuff that's going on in the world, it's just we live in a crazy time. Yeah. And so just praying for just peace and safety and um, that that we would get to lead people in amazing encounters with God in different places of the world. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. As always, please head over to iTunes, leave us a rating and a review. It really helps us become more visible over there. And head over to thechurchcollective.com, sign up for our email newsletter, hit that contact button, get in touch with us. We want to connect with you, and we want to connect you with others. God bless you today.